Today we're going to focus on a case study from a couple of clients I've been working with lately. We're going to go into their situation before they've come to see me. We're going to talk about the challenges that they've faced throughout the process and we're going to talk about where they're at now. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the First Homeowner Concierge Podcast, where our sole target is to get you into your first home. Now on to today's topic. All right, so I'm going to use Peggy and Matt. That's not their real names. I've changed it for privacy. Peggy and Matt were referred to me from um, a relative Basically, um, the original customer referred someone and then they referred someone else and they referred someone else and then they referred someone else and then they referred someone else um, and then Peggy Matt got to me. That's important because they knew I'd helped um, other people to get into their first home previously. So I get a call from them and the conversation goes something along the lines of me getting kind of a broad overview of where they're at to see if I can actually help them. So that's like a 10, 15 minute call. So I'm chatting to Peggy and I could really see there was some trepidation as currently they're living in Melbourne. Where they're living, they could only really buy a unit. So they're kind of tossing up, do we just stay where we are, where we could probably only buy a two-bedroom unit, or do we live in the country? Um, Obviously, the pros of Melbourne is that they're living already where they're living or they're buying already where they're living. Um, but they can only afford a unit, whereas in the country they've got a house, um, they can afford a lot more land, and if they're going to have a family in the future, um, that's going to be suitable as opposed to a unit. Their current position is that they're both working full-time, saved up the 5%, no debts apart from help debt, which is your uni or your study debt. So pretty good financial position, pretty typical financial position for first-home buyers, to be honest. Basically, yeah, they didn't know what to do. They got off the phone with me and they kind of thought, oh, well, wait, uh, actually, what's happened? So what happened is after that um, initial call, I've got them to send me their documentation. So basically, whatever a bank's going to look at, pay slips, bank statements, their credit file, that sort of thing. Anyway, they they turned around and delayed. It turned out they could do something, but they just wasn't, they just weren't sure on what they should do. And lo and behold, they've come back a few months later and they said, look, we've decided paying rent is not going to work for us anyway. We get that there's some uncertainty with the market, but at the same time, uh, there's also uncertainty as to what's going to happen with rent. So they've basically just said, all right, well, let's just get into the market. Where to from there? Well, it already crunched all the numbers for them previously, so everything was pretty similar. I've got them to send through um, updated documents just to make sure we're all good with the finance and basically I've gone out to meet them so I've gone out to meet them to discuss kind of what the the mortgage process is so they know what they're up for I've coached them on things like putting in offers using finance clauses and and getting building and pest inspections kind of pretty straightforward if, if you've been doing this for a long time also figured out the loan details we worked on how much they could borrow what their repayments are what the repayments are if the rates go up because the rates obviously look like they're going to go up as well. One thing I did work through and I, I quite often do this with, I do this with a lot of clients is I've showed them the calculators of how far they can get ahead. So this will be pretty interesting actually. 
I did a calculation on, I think it was a $550,000 loan. If they pay $100 per week extra, they pay the loan off about six years early. The way I like to put that is I measured their, their weekly repayments, including the $100 extra a week, and it worked out to about $700 per week. So if you go $700 per week for six years, I think it was around um, 200 grand. I think it was a bit over 200 grand that they'd be ahead. So what does that mean? A normal loan 30 years, under that structure, they pay it off in 24. If they had to keep on paying 700 bucks a week into, say, a savings account, they'd have over 200 grand by the end of that six years. That's something worth noting with finance because quite often a lot of first-time buyers just want the house and that's cool, but what's not cool is, you know, later on in life, you have kids, you can't pay extra off at that period of time and then lo and behold, you're 60 years old and you've still got quite a bit of debt. So I like to give that people um, those sorts of figures up front. So anyway, yeah, confirmed the loan details with them. Um, we put them with the big four bank simply because they could get access to the first home grant, which is something as a broker I help them with. I help them do all their applications and all that sort of stuff. The first home grant is the grant where they only need to put 5% down and that's it. If you want to know about the first home grant, I've done lots of stuff about it in the past, uh, in past episodes, so you can search back through them. It was known as the first home loan deposit scheme before, so FYI there. Yeah, basically confirmed all the loan details, went with the big four bank. Um, they were going to be more reliable and they were offering a better rate than the smaller lenders that offer that grant. One thing to know with that grant, if you're um, a first home buyer, is that it's only available to particular lenders. So in Victoria, I think there's 10 or 15 lenders that I've got access to via that grant and there are quite a number of lenders i mean there's probably 50 to 100 lenders out there that gives you some idea so if you're going to go for the grant you're best off going through a mortgage broker because they're going to know the best lenders to use for that and then we basically get the application together so i get my team to to put together a pre-approval application the first home guarantee application um, send it to the client. So that process took about a week to two weeks. That really depends on the lender though. Like some lenders can take a little bit longer than that. A week to two weeks is probably your average though. Two weeks is probably your average. Um, a week's probably pretty quick. So anyway, they've gone and bought a property. They've let their conveyancer roll over the contract. When I say roll over, I mean, I just mean look over the contract, make sure there's nothing dodgy in there. Make sure there's nothing, there's no causes for concern. If there are, They'll mention them. So they've gone and signed the contract once they've got the conveyances okay. I've got the contract. I have to order a valuation on behalf of the bank. Once the valuation is received by the, the assessor at the bank, we got the approval, I think it was in, within a couple of days once that was sent through. So um, that's where we're at with this deal. Um, we got to the approval, which is the most important bit because the approval, once you've got the loan approval, you know you've got the property. Any time before that, it's not certain. So the bank can decide to decline the loan for any number of reasons. But yeah, that's where we're at. They're really happy. They're relieved. It's been a smooth process so far. And really in terms of the remainder of the process, it's just a matter of signing loan documents and making sure the conveyancer tees the settlement up with them. So that goes through smoothly. 
that's it with those guys. In the future, I'll provide a few more case studies. This case study is pretty straightforward, pretty much straight down the line. I guess I just wanted to discuss this one because most clients are straight down the line. In the future, I'll discuss some case studies where there were some challenges that were a little bit out there. But in terms of these clients, yeah, straight down the line, uh, my best suggestion would be if you're out there, just tee up a good conveyancer and a good mortgage broker. I always say that, I always use the analogy, I should say that buying your first home is one of those things in life where it's like climbing a mountain and people don't climb Everest without using Sherpas. So let the broker and the conveyancer be your Sherpa in this situation. Don't try and make too many decisions. Just use their advice, lean on them and you just focus on buying the right property. If you need any help, you can find us somewhere on the internet. Just search Wilbell Mortgage Broker. Um, we're on Google, Facebook, Instagram, all the normal places. If you need help, get in touch with us. We'd love to help you. Cheers. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the First Homeowner Concierge Podcast. If you've got any questions or you would like to get into your own home, or you just want to stalk me online, you can search Will Bell Mortgage Broker on either Google or Facebook.